Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Welcome to Your Retirement Unbroken with your host, Merritt Strunk. Merritt is a licensed fiduciary and financial advisor who always places your needs first. Merritt works hard each day to educate Americans like you on how to reach the financial freedom they've worked so hard for, and he can help you too. So now, let's start the show. Here's Merritt Strunk. Hey, welcome to the Retirement Unbroken radio show and podcast. My name is Merritt Strunk, and I'm the president and the lead financial advisor for Momentum Financial here in San Diego. Um, I want to thank you for coming here and listening today. And of course, our mission is to equip you and to make you smarter and more savvy about financial issues in your retirement so that you can unlock your potential for you and your family. If you've never been to our website, um, why don't you check it out? We'd love for people to come and visit us and drop us a line here. Um, you can go to retirementunbroken.com and go up the top. You can book an appointment. You can give us a call also at 858-521-9700, 858-521-9700. And of course, um, you can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. So give it a shot. Uh, give us a like. Uh, click like. That helps us with our ratings. And you can also reach out to us because, like I said, we'd love to hear from folks. Ask us a good question that we can address on air, and we'd love to do that. So here we are coming up uh, on the new year. And uh, now, I would say, is the very next best moment to get a financial inspection on your current plan. And if you don't have a current plan, then what are you going to do about that? Give us a call about that, too. So if you haven't gotten your complimentary retirement unbroken report, and this is one that analyzes your current situation, reviews all your uh, statements, reviews your accounts, points out fees, points out performance, lets you know if there's anything you should be aware of. And then we can talk about the future and it's all custom to you. So why don't you do that? At this point, I want to welcome Matt McClure. Matt McClure is our senior producer here. Hey, how you doing, Matt? I'm doing great, Merritt. I hope you are as well. And a Merry Christmas to you, sir. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Merry Christmas right back at you. So what are we going to do on the show today? So we're going to talk um, about 2022 and kind of level set. Where are we? Where are we? Because the market's up, the market's down, and we have a lot of information out there. I'm going to share that with you, and you're going to want to hear exactly our take on what that means. And then we're going to segue that right into the markets for 2023 and what you could do to help uh, protect your investments now. We're going to do a few reminders about uh, Social Security and some of the scams that are out there. It's holiday season and uh, there are some bad children that should get coal because they're out there scamming people. Isn't that awful? When everybody is lifting their consciousness higher, there are some people that are working against you. And um, also RMDs. RMDs season um, that's not something you can hang on the Christmas tree, but it is an RMD and you've got to know about what all about you're going to do about that would be hilarious. What Matt, somebody had a little ornament, they hide, you know, hide, you know, what financial advisors do at home when they're Christmas, they hang an RMD little ornament, you know, um, and we're going to talk about what happens if you have a stray or what we call orphan 401k. Thoughts about rebalancing your investments in 2023, and we'll be lucky if we get through all that. And there, there's more. There's more if we want to. So, all right. So let's get into the market update, okay? Um, today was a good day, and it's what we might call a uh, Santa Claus rally. And this happens when we get to the end of the year here at the holiday times. Uh, we might get a what's called Santa Claus rally. Um, thoughts were pretty pessimistic about whether we'd see one or not, and we have. Okay, so the S&P was up about one and a half. The Dow was up about 1.60. NASDAQ up about 1.54. The VIX, and as you know, if you're a regular listener, the VIX, V-I-X index is really the fear index or the volatility index. That was down 6.56, which is great. And then gold down. Uh, year to date, you know, here we said S&P is up today. Year to date, S&P is down around 19 Okay, it's down 19. I'm sure that's not news to anybody. 
The Dow's down eight, so it's come way back, and it's the industrials, and because when things are really squirrely out there, then people run to um, value stocks where they're going to get dividends, and that's why the Dow Industrial Index uh, has come back so much. And then the NASDAQ, not so great, down 32.38 or thereabouts, and the Russell, which is all small cap, Russell 2000, down 21. Um, so you heard me say year to date, just about everything is down. Um, and the, the Dow is doing the better of the, uh, the S and P and the Dow. So trying to give you the benefit of like a perspective on how do we think about what's going on here at the, the 2022 market review real quick, the yield curve is inverted. So if you're a listener, you know what the inverted yield curve is. And that is a situation where you have the short term, uh, Treasury bonds are kicking out more um, yield than the long-term bonds, giving you less yield. And that is not right. So if you had short-term over here and long-term over here, and I'm holding up my hands for the radio audience, and that, and then it just kind of seesaws, and it's not right. It, it just... The short terms are, are, are giving you more on your money than if you had given the government money for 30 years and gave you less. Doesn't quite comport, does it? And that's what's called the inverted yield curve, and it is the bellwether indicator for recessions. So when we see this, we know to some degree that there's a recession that is soon to follow. This is a bear market. We're in it. And history shows that in the bear market situations, like, you know, say 2008 that we had in that recession, that history shows that the Fed normally would do what? They would come in and take steps to help the problem. And what do they do? Just like in COVID, they would cut lending rates, increase liquidity, and stimulate the economy. Um, and... The observation here that we have is that the Fed appears to intentionally trying to crater the stock market. This means 401ks will be worth less value. And you know that, right? If you looked at your 401k, homes will be worth less value. So they're coming down. Unemployment will start rising. We've started to see layoffs. And this is all targeted by the Fed to reduce inflation back to 2%. This is a unique situation where the Fed is not doing what it's normally done in these situations. It is intentionally trying to wreck the economy and slow it down and crater the stock market, in my observation. Okay, so 11 out of the 16 previous days, we've seen a sell-off. Um Related to that, what is capitulation? Capitulation is where we see high volume and prices decrease. Uh, we thought we potentially started to see the beginning of that um, some days ago, um, but not clear yet, obviously, crystal ball stuff. So the consensus is we're going to see a recession. We're going to see a recession in 2023, and, and likely with a recession, we're going to see equities deteriorate more. I, I hope you're taking this seriously. I'm delivering this this to you. According to mark, marketwatch.com, stocks will fall an average of 34% in, in the recent recessions that we've seen. And, you know, it seems we've already gone more than halfway with a 20% down market. So I would say, you know, in terms of looking at this, this is one of the worst stock markets we've had in over 50 years. Doom and gloom. When has it been worse? When has it been worse? 1931, it was down 43.3%. 2008, it was down 37%. 1937, it was down 35%. So we're not there yet, okay? So hearing this, you know, here we are, we've just educated you to be clear on how to take perspective on what's going on right now, level setting. Uh, strategies to deal with this, okay? So play defense, um, you know, I've, I've talked about it before, which is um, hope for the best and prepare for the worst, right? Um, so you can play defense and uh, so that you, but you're not out of the market, but you're, you're, you're playing the defense and I'll talk about strategies that can do that. Um, so, so that we can participate in what is to come after it's over, you know, at the, probably the, the latter half, hopefully of 2023. 
and we can participate in what will be, in my prediction, a violent rally when it occurs. Good news. We're all waiting for it. Good news starts coming. Somebody cuts a, a, a Fed rate, uh, Ukraine and Russia uh, shake hands and say, you know, we're not going to fight anymore or whatever. Then that will be a quick recovery. Things happen quicker. Uh, the downs are quicker, the ups are quicker. And so what is it you can do? Um, we've talked about tactically managed portfolios. These have uh, proven now to be very useful in times just like these, because that's why they're built tactically managed, which means every day, every morning, all day, looking at a rules-based portfolio that is non-emotional. And its job is to protect wealth in these times. So if you're somebody who's in the red zone, either five years before or five years after retirement, and you don't have a tactically managed portfolio, you probably ought to check it out and see if it's appropriate for you. We can help you with that. Alternatives. Okay. This is this, you know, alternatives is, is a very in mode right now. Um, what is that that you're talking about, Merritt here? Alternatives. And it's not turning left, turning right. It is commodities, for example. Commodities. Commodities did very well in this market. Yeah, but it's a bit of a slippery slope, so it needs to be managed um, commodities, uh, managed well. Managed futures, futures, you ever heard of that? So there's a farmer who produces corn and he buys a contract that says, I have the right to sell at this price in the future, even if the, the prices are lower. Okay, um, that has to be managed. Private credit. That's not available to everybody, you know, um, accredited investors, private credit, private real estate investments, things like that. Hedging, uh, some hedges, but we're talking about non-traditional bond strategies. And you've heard us talk about that, especially in our last uh, episode where we interviewed Ford Stokes, who, who um, is an author and a podcast and a radio show host as well. And as an authority, we brought him on. We talked about what those non-traditional bond strategies might be. Uh, there are many of them. And then getting dividends. That's why everybody's gone to the industrial Dow Industrials value stock so that we can get dividends while we're sitting here dealing with this market. And then potentially ultra short strategies, you know, ultra short treasury strategies, you know, uh, as a place to put and get some yield. So I ran through those rather quickly and I, I gave you the kind of pessimistic situation on, on, you know, what reality is for 2023 in the stock market. It's a tough one. It's a booger. That's for sure. So 2023, let's talk about 2023 and a recent research for, uh, from JP Morgan. And the research was titled 2023 market outlook stocks set to fall near term as economic growth slows. Yeah. Like I said, there's probably going to be a recession uh, very likely before 2024, given all the indicators. Wouldn't it be nice if that didn't happen? But again, that's very crystal ball. But the indicators where it used to be, oh, there's only 88% uh, and some indicators that the recession is coming. Now, uh, the the same sort of study is, is looking at 70% uh, likelihood of a recession. The, the S&P right here, the S&P 500, which everybody looks at, is expected to retest the lows of 22, uh, 2022. And then um, if the Fed were to pivot at some point, uh, it could drive a, an asset recovery uh, later in the year, pushing the S&P 500, you know, maybe 4,200 by the end of the year. And that would be great. So a uh, positive outlook there if things happen, if there's a pivot. After a recession, and we've always been at uh, as good or better after the recession very quickly here. So uh, for those of you who uh, are in long term investors, keeping the long view, keeping discipline on your plan, hang in there. We've already covered some of those strategies you might might be able to use. So my thoughts, there is good and bad news for equity markets and more broadly risk assets classes in, in 2023. So the, the the good news is that central banks will likely be forced to pivot and signal a cutting of interest rates. Right now, they've been raising, 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 raising 75, 75, 75, 50 basis points. And at some point in the future, they may need to then start cutting interest rates, uh, hopefully sometime next year, um, which should result in some sustained recovery of asset prices the economy and um, by the end of uh, 2023, God willing, that would be great. The bad news, um, in order to get there, 
in that situation where that might be happening, uh, we'll likely need to see a combination of more economic weakness and uh, increase in unemployment and market volatility, which we're seeing, and a decline um, in risk assets and a, and a fall of inflation. So uh, stock market down, inflation up, market volatility crazy, and unemployment down and weakness everywhere. So in order to get to the cutting of rates, stimulate the economy, recover, they're going to need to see more pain. And that big one, like I, I said in the opening of the show here, is that the Fed is going to need that inflation come down to somewhere close to two, which is their goal, which is our traditional norm of uh, inflation. And now for some financial wisdom, it's time for the quote of the week. So Matt, help us out here. I mean, uh, negative Nelly storm clouds all over. And then uh, can you help us in, in bring, bring some, uh, some holiday wisdom here in the financial wisdom quote of the week, please. I will certainly try. I'll certainly try to lift things back up here uh, with um, a quote this time around from PJ O'Rourke. And it says, Christmas begins about the 1st of December with an office party and ends when you finally realize what you spent around April 15th of the next year. <laughs> <laughs> or or when the credit card bill comes in January, one of the two, but you know. <laughs> right, 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 right. Be, be wise. It's amazing. You know, uh, one of the things that stimulates retailers is the holiday spending here. Um, PJ O'Rourke, was he the guy that showed up in the English pub or the Irish pub in his PJs? Is that the guy who, who you know, that did that? You know, PJ O'Rourke, or oh, those old PJ O'Rourke there at the Irish pub, you know? Uh, I'm just, <laughs> oh, I'm just old, kidding. Old, old PJ O'Rourke. There he is. And his PJs. Uh, top of the morning to you. Right. Uh, still in your PJs. So um, thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Um, You're very welcome. Some reminders as we get to the end of the year here, Social Security, there is a COLA that's that's going to be in effect for 2023. Uh, so if you do um, have Social Security or are taking or will be taking it sor shortly here, the increase is 8.7, and we've covered that before. Um, so that's up from last year at 5.9, which was, you know, the biggest somebody had gotten in a really long time. And now, you know, uh, the two-year increases, you combine that 5.9 and 8.7, you're there at 14.6. So two, a two-year uh, combination aggregate raise in the Social Security uh, monthly check which is great, except everything is costing more and you're just spending it. So uh, hopefully it'll go down and your COLA doesn't go down. So um, that's great. You get to keep it. So this is the government recognizing that there is significant inflation and they have to increase this because of uh, the cost of goods is just uh, amazing. So um, this also is a season, not only as you get toward the end of the year that, uh, like we said, we're going to talk about the scams that are going on. This is pretty significant. Billions and billions of dollars are stolen from Americans um, every year in, in scams. And um, have you ever received a spam text? Matt, have you, have you ever received a spam text? It seems like I keep getting them more and more um, here kind of recently. Well, now that political season's over, I, I, I don't get as many like unsolicited texts, but I've gotten them before. And, and my mom has too. And she would send me a screen grab of it and be like, this looks like it might be legit. Should I click this link? And I'm like, no, do no. not click the link, whatever you do. <laughs> don't do it. Get your finger off the keyboard. Um, <laughs> even this morning, I got some that said hi or hello. And the other one says, hey, is this merit? Question mark was like, if you don't know, I'm not answering. So, um, yeah. you know, I just delete that, block that number, mark it as junk. That's not legitimate. And um, I want to share one rather ingenious here is um, somebody in, in, in my area was sharing that they received a text from, I think it was either uh, UPS, FedEx or uh, the United States Postal Service. And the text was about a non-delivery of a package. Well, it's holiday season. You know, you've, you've ordered a bunch of Amazon stuff. You're expecting boxes and it's not a surprise. And they said, well, we, we have a incorrect address on this. So can you let us know what the correct address is so that we can re-deliver it to the right place? 
uh, click this link to do that. And there's a small uh, re-delivery fee. Sounds really legit, doesn't it? <laughs> um, that's rather ingenious. And boy, can you just imagine you're like, yes, here's my payment information and here is my address. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just like no. that. And if you're not paying attention, um, you can then give everybody, you know, the stuff that, uh, they need to rip you off and make purchases of their own. Um, so it, kind of crazy. I will say here's, here's what you need to do. Um, is especially on email is that when you're ha you've got an email that's coming in and probably everybody you know knows this but for those who don't uh, i've got some really really uh good ones lately uh targeting uh the business uh, they may use a name they may it may look legit uh they may use words like confirmation uh, things like that and if you look at the email that sends it and you hover above that email and you see an email and it's got nothing to do with anything that's legit, right? Uh, so look at that email and see where it's coming from, even if it sounds like it's legit. So while many of us, you know, are spending our holidays relaxing with friends and family, some bad actors are out there uh, and use these holidays to take advantage of people's good spirits. Um, also look out for, uh, you know, uh, bogus charities. Uh, it is a charitable giving time, and this is the time where, you know, you see an, an upping of that kind of message throughout the airways. Um, and frequently, uh, scammers will target pre-retirees and retirees, and sometimes pretending to be the Social Security agency or some other uh, agency. Um, they'll see some that say, um, verify, verifying your information for the 2023 cost of living adjustment for people who get social security benefits. Hey guys, social security administration is not calling or sending you anything to verify that you get a COLA increasement. It doesn't, it doesn't happen. So this is, this is an automatic adjustment that happens for everyone who's taking social security and the beneficiary of somebody who's, who's taking the benefits of social security doesn't need to ver verify anything. So they won't call you. Uh, they will not ask for money and uh, they're not going to ask for personal information via email or text. So please re remember that if anybody's pressuring you to act immediately or threatens legal action by an attorney or police, uh, you know, be concerned and, and just turn them in, turn them in into the authorities. Um, so again, check, check where that email is coming from. Um, if you have older parents, if you're like me, you know, my age or something, you'll have older parents um, and you can talk to them about monitoring their email for them. If they'll share that login information, if you've got that relationship and they trust you to do that. Um, we also monitor my parents uh, bank account charges for fraud and we've caught it several times um, so we can help head that off by helping our, our, our elderly parents and making sure that they're not victims of scams. And I don't know how many times we had to reorder the, the ATM card for uh, my mother, uh, but it just seems they're just trying so hard. Uh, we had a client that as soon as they changed bank accounts and, and, and I'm sorry, credit cards, they had to go and order another one and change passwords and, and they were actively coming after them and they were affluent. They had uh, assets. So not good. If you get somebody who calls up and, ask you for information. If somebody's calling, do not give them any information. Hang up, um, you know, tell them to take them off the list and hang up promptly. And then if it is le legit, then you'll know that when you call that proper organization, that proper credit card with a phone number on the back of the credit card. Um, Matt, have you, besides the ones that you had mentioned, um, you know, in terms of monitoring your parents and things like that, I know that some parents and children don't have the relationship that uh that allows for that but it's uh i do think it's important to have that conversation because at some point mom and dad may reach the point in their cognitive ability that just says uh we haven't done this in the past but 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 honey sweetie we gotta we gotta let you do this and help us because we need help 
I think that's a good conversation to have. Hey, that brings us to the end of the uh, first segment here. And when we come back, we'll be talking about the ever important uh, topic of required minimum distributions or RMDs. There's some deadlines that are upon us and the penalty is high if you don't get it done. So join us back here for the next segment. This is the Retirement Unbroken Show and I'm your host, Merritt Strunk. We'll see you back soon. This part of today's show, Your Retirement Unbroken, is available wherever you listen to podcasts and online at retirementunbroken.com. Frosty the snowman was a jolly happy soul. With a corn cob pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. Are you concerned about market volatility, rising taxes, economic uncertainty, and how it all could affect your future in retirement? Then tune into Your Retirement Unbroken with your host, Merritt Strunk, to learn how you can protect and grow your hard earned money. Your Retirement Unbroken, every Saturday at 1 p.m. right here on FM 96.1 and AM 1170, The Answer. Protect your hard-earned money today and schedule a free no-obligation consultation now at retirementunbroken.com. Could a recent IRS change actually save you money on next year's taxes? I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. When you think of the Internal Revenue Service, your mind may very well recall the sting of forking over your money to Uncle Sam or the hassle of preparing your taxes. A recent study by the American Action Forum estimated Americans spent more than $190 billion, that's billion with a B, on tax preparation in 2021. Plus, many economists predict the federal government will have to raise taxes in the future to pay off the national debt. But there's one change the tax man is making for 2023 that could actually mean you'll owe less in taxes next year. How much you save will be relative to your personal situation, so it's not going to be the same for every household, but certainly uh, it could have a nice little savings come tax time. Andrew Pelos with Pelos Accounting and Consulting recently told Atlanta News First the IRS typically makes annual adjustments to income tax brackets, but this year they're bigger than usual due to, you guessed it, inflation. Some people will see a savings of perhaps $1,000 for during tax time on their tax return. Uh, others might see a little bit more. Certainly the brackets have changed. So uh, the those who are in higher brackets will probably see more savings than those who are in lower brackets. But across the board, everyone's going to see some kind of savings. In short, all tax brackets are going up by about 7% for 2023. That means you can make more money and be in a lower tax bracket than you would be this year. The standard deduction is also going up to the tune of a $900 increase for single filers and $1,800 for married couples filing jointly. I mean, look, it's beneficial for everyone, right? At the end of the day, we're all looking to save money and keep more money in our pockets. And in a time like this where groceries are more expensive, fuel prices are, are at record prices, every little bit helps. Keep in mind, though, that these adjustments are for money you earn next year in 2023. So you won't actually see the results until you file your taxes in early 2024. So, could you benefit from the IRS's new tax brackets? That's a key question to consider as you plan your financial future. With the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Matt McClure. You're listening to Your Retirement Unbroken. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation with Merit, visit retirementunbroken.com. Hey, welcome back to the Retirement Unbroken radio show and podcast. My name is Marriage Strunk, and we're ready to dive into the required minimum distributions, RMDs. How do you know you have an RMD? Well, first you take the home testing kit, and I'm kidding. You don't have to take a home testing kit to know if you have an RMD. If you're 72 years old and you have a tax-deferred traditional IRA or something similar, then you're required to take a distribution, even if you don't need it. Uh, you're required because the government needs to tax you on that money. Uh, by the way, the Republican uh, portion of the House has a bill that they are interested in, in putting forward where they're talking about pushing RMD age from 72 out to 75. That's interesting because it used to be 70 and a half. Now it's 72. The TICJA laws that Trump passed... Um, pushed it out to 72 and now the republican um folks in the house are working on something that might actually push it out to 75 that would be a welcome reprieve um who knows if that's going to get through uh, given the mix of the um 
the folks there in Washington. So if you had a, a um, if you've got that traditional IRA, what's important to remember is that by the end of this year, December 31st, for most people who are older than 72, they have got to take that distribution. There are forms that need to be filled out. There are calculations that need to be done. And that needs to get in the mix, by the way, and have that distribution happen before December 31st. Now, all of these custodians, the, the big folks out there like Pershing and um, TD Ameritrade or Schwab, they are literally slaughtered with requests to get this done. This is the rush. This is the, um, you know, 10 yard line right here to get this done. So if you haven't got that done, you need to get on your bicycle and get it done. Okay. So when you do that, by the way, what happens next? Well, unfortunately, that money that you've taken out, that's never been taxed before. So you're going to have a taxable distribution. So that's kind of the downside of that. That's why you're required to do it. They want to tax you on it. There is an exception, by the way, uh, on the deadline. Uh, for December 31st. If you're in the year where you're turning 72, uh, you have actually till April 1st of the following year to take your RMD and pay taxes on it. that. This is because uh, Congress determined at some point that, that um, they would give people a three month grace period for their first RMD. Uh, but you also also have to take another RMD by December 31st for that same year. Uh, in effect, you're doing two. So um, instead of one, however, that could push you into a higher tax bracket. So you let's say you've got Social Security, you might have a pension, you may have other money coming in, and then you have to take this RMD, D, right, this pesky RMD. Um, and then what you need to know is, is that going to push me into the next tax bracket? Uh, so bracket bumping, right? So it, is there a way to uh, keep away from that. There are, there are some potential ways to do that. Um, if you don't take your RMD, Matt, if, if you don't do what's required, <laughs> right? If the government's requiring something, you don't comply. That's kind of like the IRS. You don't pay your taxes. What's going to happen? You're going to, you're going <laughs> to get, you're going to get whammed. Um, and I call it a penalty, but it's actually an excise tax. Do you know how much that you have to pay if you don't take your RMD? Yeah, I mean, it, it's actually, I know this because it's the highest amount of penalty that the IRS will actually impose. 50%, five zero. It's insane. It's 50% of the amount that you didn't take. So let's say if... if um, Let's say you're, I'm just going to throw these numbers off the top of my head, try to remember. Okay. Let's say you're 82 and you have over a million dollars in IRA money, never been paid tax on. You do the calculation, there's a multiplier, and then you're required to take, I don't know, somewhere close to 65. I'm trying to do the calculations in my head, somewhere $65,000, something like that. Wow. If you don't do that, then are you saying 50% of $65,000 is what I have to pay on a penalty plus take that RMD out? Oh, mercy. That's a terrible surprise. So this is something you don't want to mess up, folks. Okay, so what if what if you don't need that RMD? What if you don't need that income and you are a what I call charitably minded person? You either give to your church or you regularly give to a uh, nonprofit, something like that. Here's a consideration for you. Um, if you are in the RMD age uh, bracket and you are charitably minded, what you might consider is doing what's called, uh, called a uh, qualified charitable distribution of your IRA. So what that is, is you can take what you, that amount you would do as an RMD, and you can have it from the custodian directly. And this is very important to get this right. Not to you, not to stop off, you know, detour by your house and your mailbox. No, straight from the custodian directly to a 501c3 charitable organization. If you do that, um, you can, you can then 
not worry about being bumped up into a, a additional uh, tax bracket. And that might mathematically work out for you. Um, so you can do that. Um, so yes, this will be a tax-free distribution that's paid directly, again, from IRA to charitable organization, but you don't get a deduction. You just don't get bumped up higher and you're not taking you know, the, the income tax on it. Um, so what yeah, I think the way you have to think about this is that you're charitably minded. Could you, um, could you rationalize this as I'm bulking my entire year's contribution to my church, uh, in one type of way that way I don't have to write the check with after tax dollars. I could just make this as a bulk contribution. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, so if you are, you know, in that age bracket where you're required to do, um, these uh, RMDs, you could uh, you could contribute as much as a hundred thousand dollars, and if you're married, you could do two of you, both of you, you know, two two hundred thousand dollars. Pretty pretty nice way to do that. Uh, very giving of you um, and very charitable. It's wonderful. So, what if you don't like these RMDs? Okay, so how do you say goodbye to RMDs and um, disinherit? the IRS from your retirement plan. Ooh, I like the way that sounds. How do you disinherit the IRS? Do you write them a nice note for holidays? Hey, happy holidays, IRS, just to let you know you're out of the will. You know, <laughs> you're, you're out of the will on the estate. <laughs> so, well, one of the ways you can do this, and again, uh, you, you may need some help in doing this and thinking through whether it's the right choice for you. There's pros and cons in all these things is uh, doing a Roth conversion. So if you have a taxable IRA, taxable forever, and you convert the money into a Roth IRA, one pocket, other pocket, and now this one is, how long is it tax-free? Is it short term or a couple of years or whatever? You're going to get a deduction? No, it's actually forever. Once you put that in the Roth, that the distributions of money and the, the dividends and the interest and the capital appreciation in that Roth are tax-free forever. And um, I always make the joke that I would give uh, Roth IRAs out for Christmas gifts, but I just can't. Um, can't do that. There isn't, a, there isn't a physical process to make that happen. So is it right for you? Uh, can you, can you convert and does the math work out for you? Depends on what your age is, um, your time horizon, things like that. If you're, um, you know, legacy minded might make perfect sense to make that happen so that if you were to pass away and you have a tax deferred IRA, that $500,000 IRA, and you're thinking, ah, I, you know, I get to inherit my kids with a half a million dollar IRA. Ah, that's great, isn't it? But no, they still have to pay the tax. So just, you know, whatever the children's tax rate is, you just take 24% right off, you know, as an example, just take that right out of that. And if there's two of them, you know, there's 24% out of both those chunks. It's not quite what you had planned. It's something you have to think about. And when you do put it in a Roth IRA, um, you've got flexibility. You don't have to take RMDs on it. And you've added a tax diversity uh, component to that. Now, here's the catch. Do you have a Roth already? Was that existing? That Roth had to be created uh, with W2 dollars and 1099 dollars, you can't just go, Hey, I'm going to convert it into a, a, a catcher's mitt that doesn't exist. You can't do that. So if, if you are still working and you're still making money and you don't have a Roth, can you just call us up, call us up at 858-521-9700 and talk to us ahead of time. This is one of the biggest problems when folks don't do planning ahead of time. When it comes to money, time is everything in terms of using advanced strategies and planning and making sure that you'll pay less taxes over your lifetime and keep more of your money. I know that was a lot. So it's not right for everybody, but it could be right for some. And how do you know? Well, you ask the questions and have the conversation, do the math, and we'll do the calculation for you. Want to know where your hard-earned money is going? It's time for an inflation demonstration. In your house right now, is there a Christmas tree? Yeah, I hope so. It brings a little Christmas holiday 
joy to. So is there a Christmas tree in your house right now? Something you're going to put plants, I mean, not plants, but put presents under. You may put a plant under there. I don't know. It looks like the <laughs> if tree. You give, if you give a plant as a present, then there you go. That's a yeah. problem solved. I mean, it's a little Christmas tree. It looks like the Christmas tree had a baby right there. Um, <laughs> so it's like my darn agave uh, cactus. They keep having babies. All right. So anyway, so it, uh, it's interesting when you take a look at inflation and the holidays. What's a, what's a great example here to kind of just demonstrate that there's inflation is upon us is the most cost increases have ranged from, you know, whatever category, five to 15 percent. Um, just take a look at butter, what butter costs or eggs. It's amazing. But some increases uh, increases have uh, reached 21% or more. Um, and this is what the Real Christmas Tree Board has uh, shared in their market research and amongst their industry. There's nearly 21 million live Christmas trees that are sold by the time Christmas wraps up. That's a lot of Christmas trees, right? And um, so... That's that's great for sales, but then how does that hit the uh, American family? So that is equal to 33% of American households will either buy the real tree or the fake tree. And that comes out to how much in sales? $4.9 billion. $4.9 billion on Christmas trees. Now we're not talking about buying gifts or anything. This is just the tree. Um that's an average of $85.59 per real tree and $122.60 per artificial tree. So there's a, a, a big example of how it's simply Christmas tree uh, cost and percentage raises go. Amazing, right? So inflation is really upon us. Um, so uh, here's, here's what you got to know. For every dollar that you spend, you're just buying less stuff, right? And unless you're making more money to to offset that, then what are you going to do? Uh, probably a good idea to tighten your belt, uh, readjust, reexamine your investments, rebalance, things like that. Something happens, Matt, when you leave a job, your employer, and you had employer benefits and you leave a, a job and you left there. Is there something still of, of yours that still could be working at the employer that you no longer work at. Follow that word problem. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, did I did I leave a did I leave a jacket in the office or my yeah. my mug? Uh, I feel like on I my left left something. Desk. Yeah, my favorite <laughs> my favorite pen my favorite mug my favorite pencil right right exactly. <laughs> well, um, orphaned four hundred one ks. It's funny. Mm. A lot of people just kind of uh, the four hundred one k is there. They contribute to it and so on. And they're so busy taking on that next job. And it's kind of a mystery of like, well, what do I do with this 401k? You know what? I mean, how do I, how do I, I got a new one I'm excited about and I have this old one over here and I guess it's going to be okay. So that's just not an informed scenario. What I would say is don't leave your money employed with a employer that you no longer work at, right? Because there's certain things that can happen. They can say, uh, they, they can say uh, that if you're no longer an employee here and it stays in here too long, we're not going to pay the management fees on that because we don't want to do it. So we're just going to put it in the fixed rate fund. And then years later, you wake up and you you take a look at it. It's like, didn't I have that? And you look at that and you're like, it's really done nothing. But my other one is doing well. So why is this one doing nothing? That may be the case. They just stuck it in the fixed index and it's not managed and it doesn't get to participate as much as it did. So, and you may be losing money to fees. I want to take the May right out of it because, you know, there are fees in mutual funds and they're more than most people are aware of, especially when it comes into the uh, 12B1 fees, the sales expense ratios and the undisclosed category of fees. So they can all add up. Um, so by doing that and moving your 401k and, and uh, rolling it out into an IRA or a Roth IRA, you get more control and more options, not just the options your employer gave you through the plan. So two ways of doing that. You could do a direct rollover from that 401k administrator over to uh, the new trustee, the custodian, and it just goes straight over, okay? The other one is an a indirect rollover. It's a little less clean, but it still happens because in this case, it would be written to you and you now have 60 days to put it back into a tax deferred um, IRA or a, a similar plan at your new employer. 
So what if you don't hit the 60 days? Well, guess what? That entire amount is taxable at income tax. It'll look like an income distribution. So to be cleaner, uh, we always do it as a uh, direct rollover. And it's really, I mean, they call it a rollover. We would like to say it's a um, transfer. It's a transfer as opposed to a rollover. The terminology everybody uses is rollover. This would be a transfer. And you get unlimited transfers throughout the year. If you do a traditional rollover, uh, the exact definition, uh, you get one of those. One of those a year. What if you've got several that you need to take care of, right? It's better to do that, that um, transfer. So it's important you do it the right way to minimize taxes and not get a really nasty surprise. As we come to the end of the show here, the one of the last things I want to kind of share with you is the market has been crazy. You heard our assessment of the current market and where we're heading, uh, we think, in the next year. And this might be an opportunity for you to rebalance your portfolio, take some profit uh, from the ones that are up and rebalance the, the, the shares and the way that they're um, lined up inside of your investments, uh, because that way you can keep your risk exposure in the way that it was currently set up or set up by you or set up by your advisor. So rebalancing that or updating your asset allocation, even in terms of your risk uh, related to what we said, um, you can lock in those gains uh, with the best returns and then purchase other shares and sectors that have lagged behind to keep that risk balance for you. Now, if you're going to a, a typical broker, uh, they may charge you up near five point and five and a half percent, five point five percent and rebalancing fees. Um, things like that. This is not a fee efficient strategy. It's not a fee efficient strategy. So um, ask if there's going to be charges. If I want to rebalance, are there going to be charges to do that? The transactional fees, things like that. Um, we recommend that you work with someone who has your best interest in mind and looks to save you money, not to for you to lose more money in, in simple things like rebalancing. And that would be a fiduciary financial advisor. If you want to talk about that, you can call us at 858-521-9700 or go to the retirementunbroken.com website, click on the button there and get your consultation. Talk about your situation. Should I rebalance? What are my fees? What are my performance? How am I positioned for uh, potential additional losses in a recession? By the way, we shared a figure of the average loss in a recession of something like 35% or something like that. What would you do or how would you feel uh, if you lost an additional 35% in a recession amongst your investments? If the answer is, oh my God, I just can't fathom having that happen. And if that's the situation, um, make a call, call us. Uh, so that we can share with you some thoughts on how you might be positioned according to your risk tolerance so that you can stave off potential effects of a, a recession and have downside measure protection, especially if you're older and retired or a pre-retiree. Now's the time. I'd hate for you to wake up at midway through 2023 and go, man, I have lost so much. I have to keep working. Or man, I lost so much. I'm going to have to tighten my belt for the rest of my retirement. It's like I say, if you're living under the mantra of losses can hurt you more than gains can help you, if you're in that mantra right now, then you cannot invest like an average Joe anymore. You have to get help and invest like a pro. Hey, this is Merritt Strunk, and you've been on the Retirement Unbroken show. If you haven't checked out our book, go to Amazon. You can uh, look up the Retirement Unbroken book. You can listen to us on podcasts or join us on the radio show at 1 p.m., on Saturdays on the 1170 AM or 96.1 FM. Um, and you can also go to our website and listen to our episodes and at any time and anywhere. Hey, we'll see you next time. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Your Retirement Unbroken. You deserve to work with an experienced and licensed expert who will strategically work to protect and grow your hard-earned assets. To schedule your complimentary no-obligation consultation with Merit, visit retirementunbroken.com or pick up the phone and call 858-521-9700. 
That's 858-521-9700. Advisory services are offered through Momentum Financial and Insurance Services, LLC, an investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through Merit Strunk, an independent agent, California license number 0L7510. Certified financial fiduciary is a FINRA-recognized professional certification. Big changes could be coming, and they may affect your retirement. I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. Increases in costs, market volatility, and fears of a possible recession all have people who are close to retirement worried about the future. Some people who were considering early retirement are staying in the workforce, while others who had already called it quits are going back to work. MarketWatch recently published a list of eight big things retirees and pre-retirees should keep an eye on. Some of them are pretty obvious, like number one, inflation. As the prices of goods and services continue to go up at rates not seen in four decades, just paying for everyday things could eat through your retirement savings more quickly than you thought. Another concern, Social Security. The trust fund is set to be exhausted by the year 2034. Potential changes to save the program could have a big impact on your retirement years. Two items on the list have to do with savings, how much money to set aside for retirement, and how to address a growing gap in that amount versus what most of us have actually saved. Yahoo Finance contributor Vera Gibbons recently reported that the savings gap has been exacerbated by the pandemic, with a lot of folks dipping into their retirement accounts just to get by. We are in an inflationary environment here, and some of the experts I spoke to said, given the fact that costs are going up for just about everything, they expect more people to actually tap into their retirement accounts or contribute less this year. Also keep in mind that people are still quitting their jobs at a record rate, and they, that group may also be tapping into their retirement accounts, too, to cover their costs. Healthcare spending and drug prices are two more things on the market watch list of retiree concerns, and they could be impacted by the last two items on the list. Diabetes, which continues to affect more Americans each year and uses up a good portion of the nation's healthcare resources, and exercise, which could actually bring costs down by helping you stay healthier longer. So, which of these items is your biggest cause for concern heading into retirement? That's a key question to consider as economic uncertainty continues to cause headaches for us all. With the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Matt McClure.